0: been so in love,
1: no two people have ever been so in love, as my lovey dove and I.
2: Welcome everybody, my name is Michael Crawford, this is the Medfield College Film Society, and boy do we have a film for you today. It's summertime, and that means we're hunkered down with the blinds drawn, trying to beat the heat with some off the beaten path Disney content. That's right, it's our summer series, Medfield College Film Society Presents, where each member of the society takes it in turn to present a non-theatrical Disney release, culled from the strange and distant corners of the internet. But before we proceed any further on our journey into the hearts of darkness, best, I think, to introduce our society members. First, of course, we have our founder, Mr. Robert McSwain. Robert, how are things in the Metrolina region?
1: you know after watching this i think i deserve a break today and chances are wherever i'm going there's a mcdonald's right on the way so
2: uh, the, everywhere wherever you go there's a good chance there's a chance there's, there's a chance. good chance yes yeah there's one right i hear that i bet there's a mcdonald's in charlotte so you should be covered uh next from the carter J community just down the road from loafer's glory we have mr jeff crawford jeff how's it going
0: it's going great. I'm doing good. It's been a fun day. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Jazz fans. Yeah, I'm uh, doing great. Uh I feel like we're going to break this podcast, Michael, between the two of us. Uh two in a row here. Uh, uh, you hear a faint. We're going to break the machine.
1: Oh, so was that you singing down Main Street Franklin doing that?
0: Yes, yes. Okay. I have my uh bowler hat and my uh cane i am ready for fun and uh robert does that uh does that mcdonald's tagline remind you of a certain uh religious band of the uh, past uh few decades
1: you deserve a break you deserve oh, a break yes. as a matter of fact i it, it did strike a chord with me there uh, when i when i heard that and
0: <laughs> we need a break I deserve a break <laughs> we sound great Thank you. I, I yield the rest of my time.
2: <laughs> Finally, we have someone that for some reason or the other, I haven't really heard anything from since I selected this episode, uh, Mr. Andy Brown. Hey, buddy. How's it going?
0: Yeah. May you be damned <laughs> to the lowest circles of hell, my
1: friend. <laughs> so I gotta, how's, that, uh, how's that Boy Meets World episode feeling right now, Andy? <laughs> oh, if I would watch a Boy Meets World
0: marathon. Before really, I really horrible stuff i gave you there wasn't it uh, uh, <laughs> my gosh i when i'm just when i think <laughs> you guys can't go any lower you just keep finding this stuff it's not Crawford's right up.
1: this yeah, but this infinite is infinite well of it i mean <laughs>
0: there is a secret vault somewhere that you guys have access to and you're just like ticking things off as they just come out. you like, yep, and there's that one, and there's that And one. just
1: remember, Andy, the nuclear option is still in play. That's just terrifying. <laughs> it is
0: absolutely
2: terrifying. The, uh, uh, there's the Disney vault where they keep like, you know, Cinderella and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and whatever. And then there's the other Disney vault, which has just sort of dark flames
0: emerging from yeah. it. And, it's like uh, stuff they're trying to keep in the vault. <laughs> they like, we're not going to make any money off of this. So let's just keep it in the vault for very.
2: We really need to keep it in the vault. <laughs> yeah. I have to admit on this one, I felt like uh, Mystery Science Theater during the Manos episode when the uh, mad scientists kept coming in to, like <laughs> separately to apologize to Joel for,
0: uh, for the movie pick yeah. this week. Yeah. Um, had anybody seen this before? I had seen part of it, but I realized I had not seen, I guess I turned it off every time. Cause I had not seen the extent of it No, And I'm assuming, uh, uh, Andy, have you seen
2: this before? <laughs> no, and and, uh, and honestly,
0: before we watched, uh, what was the movie that Sandy Duncan was in that we did just recently? Oh, A Million Dollar Duck. Yeah, before that, I kind of forgot about Sandy Duncan. I forgot yeah. she existed, yeah. and then now all of a sudden, you'll never things, forget. Never I can't forget. forget her. Yeah, uh, even so much so that I kind of went on a little YouTube. And I was like, "Who is Sandy? Where do I know her from?" Because I just could not place her. And I came across a very interesting video that I'm going to share with you guys afterwards. Uh, it's uh, from a Sandy Duncan special in 1974 where she's singing Bad, Bad Leroy Brown with Paul hmm. Lind. Paul Lind oh, is Leroy Paul Brown. Lend. Wow. Oh, dude. And it is wow. something. It should have been in this special.
1: <laughs> it feels like it yeah. should have. Yeah, it, it really, really does. It's on brand.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, so much so. Yeah, I will admit that I, I too had never seen this in full. I had only seen elements of it, and I started watching it and thought, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> "All right, here we go." Uh, yeah, oh, I should introduce the topic of our discussion today. We're talking about the 1974 television special "Sandy in Disneyland." Uh, this little gym aired on the CBS network, the Tiffany Network, as they called it. That's right.
0: It. That's right.
2: And it was directed by one Marty Passetta. Now, Marty did a number of TV events, but just the year before this, in 1973, he produced Elvis Aloha from Hawaii. hmm. Which was Ooh. a massive global television event. So do we think Sandy and Disneyland was kind of a lateral move for Marty after that? Or <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how does I'm that not, compare?
0: Up next, I'm working for the Disney. I'm going to do a special for the Disney. Uh, we're doing the Elvis thing. And then we're going to go out to the California. We're going to do the Disney. With
1: the Sandy Duncan.
0: With the Sandy Duncan. Well, it's for the McDonald's. I will say, <laughs> big, I big feel budget. like this,
2: the production values of the, uh, the content. Separating content from production value. The production value of this is higher than a lot of the other stuff they did in this era on TV specials. I feel like um, shooting around the park and stuff. I wish the but. recording had been higher production that we watched. Because <laughs> my gosh. That
1: was pretty rough. They only
2: made one <laughs> copy. I think so. And it had to be smuggled out. So, yeah. How how are we feeling about this special? I mean, we we've heard what Big Andy thinks.
1: I'll say that... Like you dropped this on me and I had a lot of free time on my hands uh, when you, when you uh, dropped this episode and I watched the first maybe 10 minutes and my, I just, I couldn't even take notes. My jaw was on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh and i was like i, I don't know how andy's going to get through this yeah <laughs> the worst was part my, was I, that was I my knee a, jerk i had a terrible cold while
0: i was watching this and i was just i was just so mad i was seriously i i was like just a minute in and i was just furious i was like why am i watching this i hate this why do i do this i keep asking myself this question why do i do this
2: uh yeah it's got everything you love in it really yeah, it's got musical. It's really yeah. <laughs> it's uh,
1: Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. I, do, nine. I yeah. do love
0: Ernest Borgnine.
2: Yeah. This, yeah, I I agree with you, Robert. It the, it's a jaw on the floor right from the very start. It starts it starts strong, but I guess we, we'll just go in get into it. No time like the present. Begin with the sign of all good things the old cbs special presentation logo which yes e- e- fond memories used to be a, a good sign uh, as we've learned the hard way over the years though cbs can lie and in this case it's a trap we are not in peanuts christmas special territory here we're in young sheldon land uh okay. cbs this is uh the dark side of the cbs special uh, <sighs> The presentation may technically indeed be special, quote unquote, but that does not signify positive merit. So we fade in on this sort of ethereal grand ballroom where an orchestra is tuning up. Everything in the room is white. There's some faint like pink and purple lighting on the backdrop.
0: Uh, This is kind of like Lawrence Welk vibes Ah, at the very start. I had that written. It's very Lawrence Welk. In uh, such an odd intro compared to what comes for the rest of the uh, special, I mean, it's like yeah. incongruent with everything else. Why did they feel yeah. the need to do this?
1: This if, uh, this made no sense at all. Like, well, a lot of it didn't, but this in particular <laughs> um,
2: <clears throat> has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the show. Like you say, it's. Very strange. So from behind a column, a tuxedoed Mickey Mouse emerges uh, to an avalanche <laughs> of canned applause. And he approaches a podium and picks up a baton, at which point the orchestra all puts on Mickey Mouse ear hats. And then there's sort of riotous laughter from the canned laughter machine.
1: It kind of felt like maybe they had, they had rented a studio and they, did, and they didn't end up using it. So it was just sort of sitting there and they had an orchestra <laughs> maybe on, on loan. <laughs> and-
2: right. I'm like, come on, fellas!
1: We got to do something with these guys. They're getting paid by the hour, so
2: I need to mention throughout this episode. There is going to be a lot of mentions of canned laughter and applause because I assume even back in the 1970s they couldn't get actual humans to respond positively to any of this. So I have to ask our panel: Do we think back in the
0: day anyone was actually fooled by this fake applause and laughter? Why did they use it so much? I think, uh, yeah, probably the viewer at home was, like, tanked on some kind of cocktail and got fooled by the <laughs> fake laughter. That's my theory. <laughs> hey, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so
2: intense and so uniform throughout. So over the top. Yes. So over the top. Maybe it it's like
1: so they turn it up too. to
0: 10 and then back down to zero. But, like, every sitcom had that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. every sitcom had it. And so I think the viewer was just used to it.
1: Yeah, I think Andy's right. I think it was just like almost. It would have felt weird if it wasn't there back then. It's just like <laughs> the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> anyway, so Mickey starts conducting the orchestra. They play a little fanfare, and Sandy Duncan is introduced. She comes out. She's in a fancy white gown.
1: But where she bows are they? To the
2: crowd. I. I. Heaven. The I don't 70s, know. Seventies
1: <laughs> <70s laughs> Mickey gates. is like i don't know he, he's just it's like in uncanny valley for me
0: he's a little dead <laughs> in the eyes and got this tiny tiny hands
1: tiny hands and big ear his ears seem to be bigger back then that's a good
2: point yeah and he's yeah. yeah you can tell it's a really slight person and got has those tiny hands yeah um so sandy duncan she's in her fancy white gown she bows to the crowd and to mickey and she starts singing. So this song is about how no two people have ever been so in love, been so in love, been so in love. As she sings, Mickey kind of sidles over and takes her arm, and they sway back and forth, and we get a fake laughter sting already. What? What? Yeah. Going right into it. So they're in love. So as she sings the first verse, Donald comes on stage and says, how about me? So, Sandy starts singing about how no three
0: people have been so in love. I guess this was the 70s. Uh, Yeah, totally. Anything goes. Get up the pampas grass and the keys and let's go. Um, Her facial expression when she starts singing is just weird. And there's so many just like yoinks faces that she makes out of nowhere. It's like, she's being like electrically shocked or something. it's like, why that face now? Why? Maybe she was hooked up to the applause machine. And every that time they turned be. it on, it could gave
2: be. her a little shock to respond. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there, and now there are three people who have been so in love. This cues goofy who comes like what? clumsily spilling onto the stage with a pratfall. And to applause, it's the and
0: Kramer to applause, yeah. The Kramer of the Fab Five, <laughs> <laughs>
2: totally, <laughs> it is total
0: Kramer applause.
2: I thought
1: about that, yeah.
0: You guys going to hold for Goofy, <laughs> yeah. Let it
2: play out, let it play out. It's good stuff. Uh, so song is now about how no four people have been so in love. I'll point right. out here that Donald and Goofy kind of sing along with Sandy, although the sound mix is weird. Sounds like their character voices are like really muffled, like they're doing it out of the costumes themselves, which I'm sure they weren't, but that's what it sounds like, like the character voices inside the costume, because it's weird and muffled. Even weirder, Mickey never speaks, so he's just like swaying in silence while everybody else talks. It's very, very strange. It's very odd, yes. So I have to ask, how are we feeling at this point,
1: everybody? Fusion- (laughs) <laughs> I, I i guess i had no idea what was coming next so it was i was like is this all it is but i was i was really wrong <laughs> is that all there is <laughs> so yeah, poo this-
2: comes out we got five people the laugh machine laughs then the seven dwarves come out to riotous
0: applause yeah that pissed me off <laughs> i was like i was like what are we doing now 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 that this is just egregious <laughs> Andy, never
2: before have twelve people been so in love. Been so in love. (laughs)
1: That that was the egregious (laughs) part, Andy. (laughs) No, that just got it going. I was like, this is this is not a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble.
2: (laughs) Bail, bail, bail. Uh, Then a Casey Junior train rolls into the studio. Quite elaborate. Quite elaborate. Everybody jumps aboard, and they kind of head off screen. There's a cut, and suddenly they're all going down the parade route at Disneyland by the Matterhorn in kind of like Zapruder cam. And, uh, <laughs> <I can't>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's almost like they could have done that whole uh, opening sequence at Disneyland almost. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: that would have made so – and that's what I kept thinking. I was like, why didn't they just do this at the train station or do it like on the steps there? Right. I mean, that would have made – right yeah could, i don't know i don't want to I mean if you're dry. gonna be at disneyland
0: <laughs> not worth it man i mean uh, the, the music's
2: canned anyway so what does it matter have canned music uh, casey jr train though come on man yeah that, that was pretty right. sweet yeah, that was, was a was, sweet was okay ride that, yeah. <laughs> and she's on there waving to the crowds they're going down the route uh so we roll credits it's sandy and disneyland starring sandy duncan and oh boy are there some guest stars in this special yeah got Ernest Borgnine of course we've got Ruth Buzzy naturally <laughs> we've got John Davidson we've got Lorne Green we've got the Jackson 5 we've got Ted Knight. and as you would totally expect you got Loggins and Messina ah <laughs> oh,
1: yes how could you not have
2: them which really took me by that that one really got me when it came up and uh, and Doc Severinsen
1: is that's, as well
2: that got me yeah yeah uh all brought
0: to you by mcdonald's you deserve a break today at mcdonald's early mcdonald's sponsorship in my opinion uh, you mm-hmm. don't see it this far back uh, the mcdonald's that's comes a little later no laying the ground for uh
2: restaurantosaurus
1: there like <laughs> right. michael landon was missing from that cast i feel like he should have been in there yeah
2: yeah yeah his, his haircut
0: was represented, but not they, his. Uh, his
1: haircut. They filled there. him with
0: Lauren Green. With the, he also has a distinctive haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. All right, so I have a question. This parade that's happening, there's like no cast members around, and kids are just running out in the middle of this thing. Was that normal then, or was that just probably? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. It probably was. Just it's a different uh, world
2: it was uh it was a yeah a different time
0: a libertarian paradise At disneyland uh through the seasons or around the seasons whatever that special is it's on uh disneyland plus a uh, disney plus rather uh there's some wild footage of a christmas parade and you know there's people just doing all kinds of stuff so yeah it's like a free for all
2: more free time perhaps so, we kick things off. We've got Sandy standing in front of It's a Small World explaining what Disneyland is oh, for God. all the people in 1974 who apparently didn't know what Disneyland was. And
0: it, it made me think, uh, if she was my partner on $25,000 Pyramid, I think I would have just quit right then. I've
2: been, <laughs> like, Just walked off set. Just
1: <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this. I've got to get out of
2: here. It feels like she has to have been on an episode of that
0: at some <laughs> Absolutely. point. Absolutely. I mean why uh, why is she doing what why? she's doing? Why is this a bit why would this ever be charming it's to anybody? Not. It's really not. It's I mean it's a it's kind of playing off the I'm so
2: dumb thing for a million dollar duck. Exactly when she was supposed to be like borderline, you know, impaired. Uh <laughs> but is they've got lots of you go you go around, it's nice, it is appointed, there's a boat. Disneyland is is uh
0: they, well, it, there's all kinds. They have lots of you, you go around. It, it's nice. There's uh. Well, they have, there's a th- there's a
2: boat, and they have uh, some, th- it's, well, you know, buildings with yellows and greens and red. Rare- it's the kind, I mean, to
0: describe it, you, I don't know what to say. I think wherever you
2: go. The laughing machine is like smoking at this point. It's going so hard. <laughs> uh, it is tearing it up. Uh, she talks, there's a castle, there's a sailing ship, there's old-fashioned trolley car. Uh, Finally, she manages to get out some sentences, says it's the kind of place that makes her glad she's an actor because she can be anyone she wants because Disneyland is the greatest stage in the whole
1: world. So what was the purpose of all this, though? Because I mean, usually there's a a reason to make these specials, be it an anniversary or they're pushing the park. I don't know.
0: Push Sandy, man. Pushing this, Sandy
1: that they did. She just signed a big deal with Disney to make a bunch of movies that they never ended up making.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're
0: like, uh, she's so great. A million dollar duck. Maybe we could keep she, her around. She was um, dynamite in that uh, money
2: laundering yeah. scene. A million dollar duck. Let's, 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 let's play off of that.
0: Do You know what your mom thought about Sandy Duncan, Robert?
1: I've never, uh,
0: <laughs> Caller, I can see her loving her Sandy Duncan. Life. Life. I can see that. I can I mean, see we, her.
1: I, I can get her on the phone right now. Yeah. We can ask her. <laughs> I can
0: see her digging into that monologue, you know, back at the time. I mean, I don't know. Thought about your mom some. She's uh, just so funny. There was some overlap, overlap there. Maybe I should just quit this podcast and get your mom on, to give myself <laughs> a break. <and> let her <laughs> get your, your mom, her mom on the podcast.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry to your mom for me. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah. This, uh, like you said, this is like a long runway leading right into a mountain because there's no point to any of it. Uh, Much like there's really no point to the special besides just Disneyland is a thing and Sandy Duncan is a thing. So she's talking about Disneyland's a great stage. At this point, she ducks behind an elephant topiary and there's a cut and she comes out in a white suit and uh, sort of chorus line style, starts singing Hi Diddly Dee from Pinocchio. The white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland gives her a cane and she kind of cavorts her way across the park to bear country.
0: A lot of cavorting going on in this.
2: Uh, suddenly, we have, this, this really got me. We've got Melvin the Moose's head appears uh, and he introduces her on stage at the Country Bear Jamboree and she comes out in a really upsetting like it's like she went to the halloween store and got the sexy hillbilly costume
0: <laughs> and uh <clears> oh man she does like, like a really bad song. yeah really yeah. bad haw. really bad also that voice though. for melvin man holy yeah. cow now for all you pickers out there here she is
1: dying on the ground. Little
0: Sandy Duncan Bear Country, the uh, Carowinds area of Disneyland. Oh, totally. <laughs>
1: <Carowinds area>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we finally got our shout out to Carowinds. It took us a while. Yeah.
2: warren been Rapids been... would have been right.
0: I yeah, they could have been.
1: Yeah, they could Rest yeah. in peace, man. Totally.
0: Yeah, but this was really starting to take it up a notch in the, <laughs> a, a, in the wrong direction for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I was I agree. really, I was really upset. I was really pretty mad at Michael at this point. And I, even my dogs were <laughs> growling at the screen. I kid you not. They, they saw the bears and the, the frolicking and they were like, I'm not having this either. <laughs> it gets really frantic really quick. Yeah. It really goes like straight for the jugular right
2: out of the
1: gate. I think this is where I turned it off initially and I, thinking, this, Andy's just not gonna make it. We're not gonna. Make it. We're,
2: we're gonna get a phone
1: call. It's gonna be bad.
0: <laughs>
1: I can't do it, guys. I just can't do it. I found Andy this morning. He didn't make it. <laughs>
2: couldn't shake it. He was reaching for the remote, but couldn't he was quite reaching make for the it. remote. He just didn't get it in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but she is like right there on the stage with the bears. I feel like this is well uh, everything, in this is something they would never do today. But this is among the things. Uh, she's really going for it. She is into this hillbilly act. But, uh, man, we get a slam cut right to the Mark Twain where there's like this sullen southern <sighs> maid Damn. walking yes. by the
1: boat. It looks at and this like stops and just looks at nothing. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> looks most- like really mad. I could, uh, that yeah, made Out me of laugh.
0: all the things in this this special, this may have been the most confusing thing to me of like why put it here and what is the follow-up to it i know it's just like here's a little bit of
2: business around the park and so yeah we've got the sullen girl and I, at first i thought it was going to be about her but she's just like set dressing and we get another verse of high diddly d about being a southern belle and sandy comes <sighs> on dressed like she's in gone with the wind and Lorne Green appears for some reason. He's in his southern garb. Says he just lost his money, his plantation, and his self-respect. And uh, she, his name is Beauregard Stuyvesant III. She says uh, he may have lost all that, but he hasn't lost her. She says a southern gentleman must never lose his dignity. Because as long as you have your dignity, you have everything. And he kisses her hand, says he'll remember her words the rest of his days, and no man will ever laugh at him again. And he turns to walk off, and we pan out to reveal he's in polka dot boxers.
0: What? He doesn't have any pants on,
1: guys. (laughs) No one's going to laugh at him, though.
2: Crank up that laugh machine. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, this this was... this was like you're in the corner of the boxing ring, and they're just like one punch after another, just landing, just it, just getting brutalized, one thing after another. Yeah, I think it's for me, it's context. Like I loved uh,
0: hee haw, <laughs> and yeah. if this if they, they did jokes yeah. like this on hee haw all the time, and I would laugh my head off. But for this, I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm not I'm not in. <laughs> like
1: you're yeah, not hee haw.
0: You're not yeah. hee haw. Yeah, get Brown. out of here, <laughs> You <laughs> imposter. Get out of here
1: with your
2: n- no hee haw be my grandpa <laughs> jones <laughs> yeah, yeah man Beauregard Stuyvesant sent the third so that was weird uh but hey now here's a different thing we get high diddly d again now sandy's in a ballerina outfit in it's a small world dancing around the sets of the ride uh well, i don't know really know like though a, man yeah she can i assume she was a ballerina at some
0: point i must wouldn't have been think so it was very impressive but yeah, yeah this is where we start to get into like a motif which i actually really liked uh how as that is to say uh, they use a lot of in ride location shoots which yes. you never see and it's that's, all i mean they weird, do it yeah. a ton well it's that's odd what I was... but i thought it was kind of cool i mean the, how they got the angles enough to shoot all these Yeah, uh, that's what I
2: was talking about when I was uh, talking about, like, the production value of this show compared to other specials. Like, other specials of this era, like, think about the Mouseketeers at Disney World. Like, they didn't even go on any rides or do anything in the park, hardly. And, I mean, this has lots of footage. We'll see some more rides coming up. And they actually, like, filmed on the sets of the rides. So, that was at least interesting. It was different,
1: at least. Don't forget, Michael, they did shoot at the Hoopty-Doo Review, though, on stage. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Outside the berm, though. So, uh, the applause machine really digs her ballerina dancing. It it, it really loves that. But uh, too late. We got another cut. Now we're in the Main Street Cinema, which is showing. And nothing none of this has anything to do with anything else or anything, really. Uh, anyway, it's showing a movie called The Perils of Sandy.
1: Yeah, what
2: is happening?
1: Now, that. I didn't. I, yeah. <laughs>
2: we go sepia toned, and we find her tied up on a railroad track in the old nature wonderland ride. And it's like a silent film. It's got title cards and everything. And there's like an ineffectual do-gooder, like the Mountie who comes to like untie her from the train track. And it's a really weird gag. Like the timing is all wrong on all of this because uh, well, yeah. you've got the title cards coming up and everything, but they keep making jokes. The train keeps coming closer and closer, and they keep making these dumb jokes. And finally, the train is past her on the track, but she's unharmed. It like it it like goes over her or
1: something. Yeah, I, I didn't get the joke there either. I, I was because like you the guys timing can- is so
2: weird. <laughs> And uh, she looks at the camera and says, and it does a title card. Who tied this blank, blank, not.
1: They, they should have put it like a, a, a title card up scene missing. And then it has any.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: See,
1: that's, that's <laughs> funnier. Gone by.
2: So strange.
0: Yeah, it is. Th- this really. <laughs> this part. And and we should mention, it's like still. This is all under the umbrella of like one song. yeah, which is yeah. just so intense.
2: I guess the idea is you can have all the adventures you want at Disney night, but why you would want to have any yes. of these adventures? I don't know, because they're not yeah. fun adventures. Anyway, suddenly we're dancing down Main Street with a ton of really random characters, and Sandy's still singing high Diddly- D. And she kind of wraps that up, and the applause machine goes into overdrive, and everything draws into a circular spyglass effect, a la James Bond. And uh, we find the Jackson 5 on the Uh SS Columbia watching the proceedings through a spyglass, Uh, and they're like in, like, silk sailor outfits.
0: How would you describe this? Garm. I would say it's like the pirate unit from the Main Street Electrical Parade outfit or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's They're very shiny. Yeah, yeah, very double shiny. Double-breasted, shiny pajamas. Middle period, or I guess late period Jackson 5, pre-Jackson's.
1: Jackson um, 6. They had to- I
0: know, I know. They are about to become the Jacksons. I was excited when it came on and it said the Jackson 5 were in it. And boy, they did did them so wrong (laughs) and michael does not sound good either oh man michael is yeah it's the worst i've ever heard i mean he's it's the awkward age yeah Adolescing. right um
2: but yeah this okay so first we cut to this random guy so I'm going to have to ask our editor to just splice in his line read because the guy is indescribable.
0: Announcing of the arrival of her majesty, supreme commander of the seven seas and
2: all the sail there on, the rulers of the fleet, the protector of the domain, the lord of the empire and the royal emissary of his majesty's Navy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did he say?
2: What is the deal with this guy? He does this. He keeps doing this weird salute. He looks like he's having a stroke
0: while he's talking. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember this guy? Yeah. Uh, Man, I so many choices in a row <laughs> that I just am confused about. Like, what kind of person is making these choices? Is there like a group of people making them, or like a cocaine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta wonder the the
2: brain trust behind this, because what they do, as you say, doing the Jackson Five dirty. I mean, they they. Introduce this this dude introduces the Jackson Five, who introduces Michael, who comes up from below decks. He's dressed like an admiral, so he's already getting into that Jacko spirit already <laughs> uh, with the fanciness. And there's some banter with him giving orders to like swab the deck and other sailor stuff. And then he breaks into song. TV, and oh, what a man. song! Because you've got the Jackson Five on your TV special. So what do you do? You have them do some Gilbert and Sullivan. Songs from HMS Pinafore.
1: When I was a lad, I served the term as office boy to an attorney firm. I cleaned up the office so carefully that they made me the ruler
0: of the Queen's Navy. They made him the ruler of the Queen's Navy. I swept and polished and all that job, but I wanted to be singing with the Jackson 5. He swept and polished and all that job, but he wanted to be singing with the Jackson 5.
2: Which is what you would obviously expect from the Jackson 5. it's so hip. (laughs) I was very upset by this. (laughs) Uh, They've updated the lyrics to be about the Jackson 5. Yeah,
1: they updated it. Why that? Then they... Why?
2: Why? 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 I couldn't believe what I was saying.
0: It's like, you've got them. I mean, what a And how did
2: they, like, buy into this?
0: It seems like they were somewhat into it, is the only thing I can say. Unless, well, I mean, they're they're pros. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Why would you do this? (sighs) Even if you want to do something nautical, don't do Gilbert
2: with the jackson five not with a teenage michael the laughter machine likes it at least as does ernest borgnine who's just watching like just off to the side watching
0: shout out to ernest borgnine and jesus of nazareth as a centurion I always have to mention it whenever his name comes <laughs> up surely this man is a son of god
1: Quite <laughs> sure. a departure
0: for him mm. <laughs> the Truly. really
1: well, the, the, the mop miming as the uh Musical Instruments was the, low, the lowest point for me. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. I know. That's
2: funny. They were, they were kind of into it, like slapping the bass on the mop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the, um, it was in a documentary about about Jacko there. It, it was about this same time that he was like the mid-70s, and he'd rented like the seven dwarves and took them over to his house. This before he had Neverland and like had them like hanging out around the fountain in front of his house with a camera crew and he was like trying to like recreate Disney World or, oh. or Disneyland, and uh like and he's could you know and he, he was like giving like directions with the cam- for the camera crew like you have to c- capture the magic here it, I, I, I want the, i want to get the feeling of the magic of of having the the seven dwarves here like it was like a, the like the the cast i mean it was the, the guys in the suits <laughs> Wandering around like bumping into each other and,
2: like <laughs> Oh the magic. Why I couldn't seven find dwarfs the of all things so It was I in a documentary know.
1: and it felt like what we like what we would do as like children getting back from Disney world. Hey, let's like pretend we're on, it's a small world and like, you right. know, row around in our, in our, like on a wheelbarrow or something. That's what it felt like, except it's a, you know, a 16 year old with a camera crew who rented the, the seven Dwarfs. <laughs> I can't believe he turned out to be so strange. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird. I don't know why everyone got all upset. Um, uh, but that's what I, I kept thinking about that, that scene. Cause it was around the same time. I was wondering if like, he left this shoot and like, like I got to recreate Disneyland at, at my house. I'm going to call up and get them to send the Seven Dwarves over. It'll be great.
2: What is the process by which you rent the Seven Dwarves? That's
1: what I like, also want to, want to Do you have to make know. a down payment? Yeah. <laughs> Who do you call?
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. also want to add, Robert, your uh, Michael Jackson voice is a little like Donald Trumpish,
1: a little bit. <laughs> it <laughs> It'll be huge. It it's going to be great. We're going to get the dwarves. <laughs> We're going to get the dwarves. <laughs> We're gonna come over here to the mansion. <laughs> We're gonna recreate Disneyland. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Recreate the magic. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll so, work on that for you, Andy. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> the uh, Jacksons wrap up the Gilbert and Sullivan and get into what everybody came to see, which is "I Want You Back." And uh, for once, mm. the audience and the applause machine actually agree on one thing. <laughs> and because uh, yeah. this is, it's like, oh, this is actual entertainment. And we get a little Jackson five medley until they wrap up with more HMS pinafore squaresville, man. Oh squaresville.
1: God. They need yeah. to replace uh Ernest Borgnine would like David Crosby instead or something.
0: That would have been amazing. (laughs) He loved nautical things.
1: He did. That's what I kept thinking about. For some reason, I kept thinking that David David Crosby. Gazing off over
0: the bow with with a cigarette. Yeah. He's with the yippies on Tom Sawyer Island. (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally. You don't get it, man. He probably wore his own pirate outfit. It's it's all right. I got (laughs) both. I (laughs) just wear mine.
2: (laughs) Off the rack. But that's okay. That we're done with that, so we cut to <laughs> the haunted mansion, where we get some zany sound effects, and Sandy and Ruth Buzzy appear out of oh, nowhere.
1: God, this is this is my first glance at the clock. This is where <laughs> I was like, how, how how far in are we? Say not how much
0: far enough. Your mom digs a Sandy. She really digs Ruth Buzzy. Robert, oh, I'm I'm I can. See well, that.
1: this reminds me of her, her, her best friend, uh, <laughs> who will remain nameless. That they, they actually wrote their own comedy stand-up routine, and they went on the road for a while. Oh
0: and my! Performed.
1: <laughs> well, you can only imagine <laughs> what? what that was like. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: wait a second. Okay. We need okay, a yes. little bit more than that.
1: They, oh. they dressed up like like hillbillies. <laughs> oh
2: no
0: oh my.
1: and started like and we're like getting booked at like fairs and like um what? carnivals no. and stuff and we're like performing like straight up stand-up routines like they wrote oh. this whole routine together and Oh my goodness. I bet they this had that
0: rock solid seventies in- timing where they would do one liners at each other and like, look at the crowd while they said them. I can see That's it. That's
1: exactly what they were doing. Yes. yes. It, was, it was all one liners. Exchanging and this I, blows. This is why yes. I was in college. They were doing this. So I wasn't really a what? writer. Wait, what? 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 Yeah. They, she was, uh, she was doing standup when I was in college. Oh, wait oh. a
0: minute so robert's little secret
1: <sighs> I, I, thought, dropped bomb I thought i told you about podcast. this jeff
0: i don't recall man don't it was recall. like
1: i just i saw the routine and i was like what, what what's going on here like what like, <laughs> I leave home and this is what happens. <laughs> My mom goes to the stand up.
2: There's <laughs> been there has been enough oversight going on here, we can tell.
0: It's uh, maybe they did the Your dad's uh, pinstriping the car. And exactly
1: <laughs> what that's, pinned straight in his car, and, <laughs> and my mom's doing stand up. That's you know, that's what She's, happens.
2: She's uh, doing the Beauregard Stuyvesant the third routine. Uh, that classic, oh,
0: man. Wow. Okay. Oh, I gotta did shake you guys, that off. Did you guys know that Ruth Buzzy's still alive? Yeah. Yes, because I had to look up Ruth Buzzy because I was so angry at her. I mean, oh, she, Ruth she mean in uh, 2021, she just had the movie come out.
1: Wow. Called, yeah, she's uh, on Twitter.
0: One month out, directed she's by Bo Duke wow. himself, John Schneider. No wow. way. Yeah. I did not like Ruth Buzzy in this. But- no, this is not
2: play to Ruth Buzzy's more appealing side. Uh let's just say. They are. Now I'm just going to think of Robert's mom doing all this stuff. <laughs> um, so they do the whole rapid cut, like Scooby-Doo rapid cut from one part of the queue to the next. They're in the queue to the Haunted Mansion. They're in like trench coats with like sneaky hats on. And so they kind of like jump cut their way to the door. where Ruth says they're they're doing, I mean, they've got it cranked up to 12. They've gone way past 11 to 12. Yeah. Ruth says, uh, this is going to be the easiest job they've ever pulled. They're going to steal a fortune in jewels and gold, and they're very excited. It
0: is their lucky day. S- so, what was this location at the beginning of this? Was this like a soundstage, or was that part of the... I think it's just in the mansion. I mean, it looks like it's in the mansion, but I but not... But they've like
2: just put a bunch of junk around
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i just couldn't recognize where it was maybe it was like the entrance i don't know yeah i think it's like the foyer like the yeah yeah Yeah. it just looks so big again they just found like yeah ways to use that space it's interesting this is like a fever dream of my son like people stealing jewels from the haunted (laughs) mansion it like combines two of his (laughs) you know real passions
1: what? criminals larceny.
0: in the haunted yeah he loves larceny and uh and jewels and the haunted mansion so larceny
1: and themed attractions yeah that's right, <laughs> that's
0: right. Yeah. really uh, he needs to write like a young adult
2: like thriller about
0: why are they stealing
2: heist why
0: are they stealing things
2: more to the point why does the haunted mansion have big safes and treasure that's chests true. sitting around that are open. They're like cramming like wads of bills
0: <laughs> into their trench coats and like oh. strings of pearls, overflowing safes. Yeah, uh, let's just leave this safe open and Get out of here. Yeah, the
2: ghosts left the safe open for some reason. Uh, of course, they're singing fortuosity from the happiest millionaire. Naturally, of course, uh, they even grab some fake fruit. They got a big tray of fake fruit, so they grab some fruit on the way out. Uh, but some thunder and lightning break out, they start to panic and they take off through the ride. How's Andy doing at this at this point in the special, what's Andy thinking?
0: Oh, i I just wanted it to be done. I really did so what we're a quarter we're we're not even twenty minutes in out of this like an hour what was it an hour long right?
1: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. and the
0: days were an hour minute an hour too, <laughs> yeah. You know, Robert said this was the first time he had checked his clock. I think I checked mine once every minute, minute and a half. I was just like, please, please. Well, I'd given, up on, on,
1: yeah. on, I'd given up on worrying about Andy at this point. I was just in full on survival mode. Now. Yeah, you were probably worried about yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how am I going to get out of this alive? Now I'm going to forget Andy. He's a goner. <laughs> Save yourself.
2: That's smart. <laughs> so they take off through the ride, uh, the mansion. The track has been all covered up. They took out all the buggies the doom buggies and covered up the track. So this had to have been an effort to do all this. It's a lot yeah, of work, was, man. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I was noticing they, uh, how they had the, they, they put like plywood down or something on the along the track.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they, they like cavort in the endless hallway and they're in the conservatory where the guy's trying to like, get me out of here. And of course in the ballroom, they go running along the balcony. It just seems very unsafe. All of this. Uh, the ghosts are flying around overhead and there's a lot of squealing and panicking as the ghosts sort of appear dancing around them. It's supposed to have been a bit of pain to actually film with the Pepper's
0: ghosts effects. Like yeah, in the can. Yeah. No uh, yeah, no problems. Looks all natural. Very yeah. impressive. Yeah. Give, give the cinematographer a raise. Everybody yeah. else, take a walk. Technical side did their job, the writers yeah. and everybody else. No, I would think like the Imagineer, there was like some staff Imagineer who was like nervous watching this whole thing take place. Like, oh god, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know,
2: just oh yeah, because you know. they're like running around everywhere. And I mean, that stuff isn't like built to be abused, you know, it's right, all just, right. yeah, anyway. Uh, They finally wind up in the attic and then in the graveyard where they do a spooky version of fortuosity, which is punctuated by one of the pop-up heads coming out from behind the gravestone where they're hiding and scares them off. Uh, We don't believe in ghosts, says Ruth, and Sandy says, I know that, you know that, why doesn't someone tell them that? It's half a Bob Dole riff right there. <laughs> I know, you know it. You know, the American people know there's no such thing as ghosts. There's more pop-up ghost humor jokes, and Ruth starts laughing maniacally, and Sandy slaps her. Ruth says, Yeah, thanks, I needed that, which I think that must have been like the official joke of the 1970s for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Because wasn't yes. that like everywhere when we were kids in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Like, thanks, I needed that after the slap. A classic, classic bit. Uh, Finally, they decide to run for their lives and head out the exit tunnel into the arms of a waiting cop who pulls out his cuffs and they happily go off to jail in his arms. Literally, uh, this dude just picks them both right up. But, uh, you know, let's mellow things out a
0: bit. This is Why is it a constable, by the way? Yeah, why is it a constable? That's a good point. (laughs) Sorry. Should have been Lou Ferrigno. (laughs) (laughs) would have been amazing
2: as a disneyland security guard with like the short sleeve like shirt yeah that would have been great what's all this then
1: (laughs) what's all this then
2: (laughs) Uh, so this is more my vibe sitting on the banks of the river as a raft goes by and we got logins and messina singing watching the river run
0: man i've never needed a logins and messina break more than i needed it (laughs) when i was watching this it was like no, a breath of fresh air i, I knew was. you had to be feeling this for I was sure loving it i was so happy was yeah, like, oh, it, it did feel out of place though it doesn't like, matter man let <laughs> it feel out of place we needed this we needed this. it was a breath of fresh air <laughs> they didn't uh they didn't have them do
2: you know gilbert and sullivan or any anything else they let them be uh, musical acts pretty solid in this in this show so far
0: what a budget for this hey, this this you know nothing much to say about this except it was again very uh parks park forward uh, but i started to be like what's up with messina and then uh i wondered that more later that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah <We'll> get back <laughs> to that but you you can see why loggins is the one that really stood out uh yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly like, plus it's, his hair man that's some beautiful hair that man had. yeah luscious with yeah. a helmet. <laughs>
2: Uh, the piece, however, is short-lived. We go to the Jungle Cruise, where Ted Knight is doing a realtor bit or something. What? Ugh. He's selling home sites on the Jungle Cruise, and he's trying to get Sandy to bite on buying a house in Tranquil Estates.
0: Okay. See, I I couldn't understand what he was saying, because the audio was so bad. I was like, I, I could I barely yeah. understand it I made, either. I, I, said, I don't understand the quote jokes. <laughs> i I don't either well it's like you know it's like the dad can i borrow the car scene it's like we need to have a salesman in here selling you know oceanfront property in arizona yeah you know you know (laughs) how salesmen (laughs) be these salesmen it was uh yeah there were so many jokes we called the auto club but they don't tow away hippos like what is that joke? Uh, uh, I don't get A lot get it. of stuff I is better. Don't.
2: I mean, they essentially they go through the jung- entire jungle cruise. It feels like with just him and her, and he's doing like jungle cruise jokes filtered through the lens of trying to get somebody to buy a bad house. And I like if someone on the writing staff must have just been burned by realtors because they're really trying yeah. to stick it to
0: the man with yeah. this. Who hasn't been, guys? Am I right? This is the 70s. We're all getting burned by realtors. right? Bad used car people.
2: Stagflation and everything. (laughs) I mean, the jokes just keep coming, and the laugh machine keeps laughing. It is relentless and terrible. (laughs) You've got elephants? Well, not everybody likes to keep poodles. It's like barely, I mean, it has the form of a joke, but isn't actually a joke. Yeah
1: gerald ford's america man <laughs>
2: <laughs> whip inflation now on the jungle cruise oh so yeah we'll just skip ahead skip 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 got more righteous applause and uh we've got sandy getting her photo taken by john davidson he thinks she's Sensational you He think. knew he was going to be in this special uh, They start doing a Broadway number Called Flattery uh, I had to look that one up As uh, they walk through the park With a huge crowd of people Following them
0: But then that tight shot of them walking through the park That just made me nauseous It was yeah. so close and, yeah. you know, It wasn't stabilized and so, yeah, It was tough to watch In many ways
2: Yeah these people the are, like are like your your in their there,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's them running after the fire truck. I was like, how, 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 oh. how much? You can tell that fire truck guy was the crustiest cast member yeah he's like the guys that work at disney world you know just like i'm gonna get these kids away from me and he was like starting to gun it i was like how how far are they gonna take this like, is i guess some like, kid gonna trip and like what is exactly going on here? i was like how many toes
2: are getting crushed right now by that truck? <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah because uh, john john gets on the old main street fire engine and he's kind of says goodbye to sandy and Goes off on the fire engine, a bunch of kids in mouse ears start singing Top of the World by the Carpenters, which nice. took me by surprise so much I, I literally laughed out loud. That that one really took me by surprise. But like you say, they're going along in the fire engine with a massive mob of people following right along. There's there's one yeah. like kind of chunky kid trying to skip along. Like trying to like literally skip beside the truck. And he's like constantly a hair's breadth from getting totally plowed
0: over. All I was (laughs) just waiting for one of those kids to eat it, man. I was like, one is going to, and they're going to do a quick cut, but it never happened. There was a quick shot of a navy officer in his whites behind him and I just thought that that cracked me up too. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> Disney Disneyland note that Tomorrowland entrance was looking so nice. Looking just, fine. Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, l- as for the audio, did he? How do you think they did? I mean, did, did
2: I wondered that too? I had I, that in my notes. How did they? I couldn't do tell.
0: That? That, I couldn't t- because it looked so natural, like the, the, as far as the audio lining up with what he was saying. And I was like, that can't be pre-recorded. But it would have been just a, a nightmare to try and get that recording. I don't know.
1: That was Robert. Do you have any insight on that? One? I did, I didn't take note of that. Um, I'll have to, I'm well, I'm not going to go back and look, but <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It sounds like it was really hard.
2: I mean, yeah. it really looks like he's doing it live.
0: Yeah. They mixed canned and live. I can say at least from the, the Jackson five stuff. Cause all their old medleys were canned
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: the uh, HMS Pinafore stuff was live. So, you know, maybe they had options yeah. to do both and we're kind of recording it. And could use the other one on sync. You know, I don't know. I just, I thought it was shocking for a production of this era,
2: especially to yeah. do it yeah. live. It's and true. especially since he's just booking it around in this fire engine. I will notice the kids in the truck did not seem into it. Like at one point, <laughs> he had, he like basically has to grab one kid's hands and make them start clapping.
0: <laughs> clap you idiot not as much as the kids on the street that's for sure i i you know talking about how they recorded this i'd love to see some kind of really uh sweaty boom mic guy running down the street so <laughs> yeah say, ah, ah.
2: <laughs> keep up Boy, with him is. harold <laughs> yeah but we must soldier on we must soldier on because next we've got sandy Getting accosted by Ernest Borgnine. Uh, real quick, I just want to say,
0: talking about Uncanny Valley, John Davidson. There was something <laughs> creepy about John Davidson.
2: Our prototype animatronic figure. He's yeah.
0: more machine now than man. Yeah.
2: right.
1: <laughs> Seduced by the dark side. He is. <laughs> like I, I had to tweet about him when he came up. Uh, I, think was, well, I, I tweeted the um, yeah. not even... Uh, Davidson can save us now. <laughs> He's got no. that
0: jaw, man. He that tries. And helmet of hair. He tries with the smolder, but it doesn't help. Yeah. And,
2: of course, we get uh, Sandy being accosted by Ernest Borgnine next. So she, she downgrades in that department. Uh, Ernest Borgnine dressed up like a pirate, of course. And uh, they're taking a real rowboat with Ernest Borgnine really rowing. Uh, through the bombardment scene of Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, that, that's weird to see.
0: That was a little un-
1: odd, yeah. <laughs> Real,
0: yeah. About the lighting, how bright that would have gotten that scene. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, they just must have, like, shut down the park for days to do all this stuff, to, like, take out all the boats and everything and film I've all this never stuff. seen
0: anything like it. it. looked I couldn't even see, like, the guide rails to the boat. No. The Did they take those out? I'm assuming so.
1: Tanks up, so I guess, crazy. maybe with more water. That's
0: just crazy. Oh, yeah, they could have done that. But oh, yeah, just that's wild. wild. Yeah, he's talking
2: about men who like to fight and drink. They fight to drink and drink to fight. And they're just, I mean, they are literally paddling through the entire ride in this rowboat. And he's saying, like, piratey things, and she keeps making, like, quippy replies, like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. huh?" Ah. And uh, she does object to the auction scene, so she was ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, selling women, that is appalling. Blah. Uh, this is like a vaudeville routine, just going on and on and on and on and on between them. Uh, finally, they beach their little boat in one of the treasure scenes, and he says she's going to taste his sword. So I, I don't even know what his intent is in any of this, but uh, he's going to... You know, killer, I guess. But she grabs the sword and breaks it, and he's sad. He, she just, like, breaks it over some piece of furniture. She says he's not a nice person, and he's even a bad pirate. He's a fake and a phony. It's uh, like a after-school special about pirates, it feels.
1: Go like home, Ernest. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: he says he had to get her down there somehow because she's his one-chance At breaking out of this dreary place, he wants to be up in the real world singing and dancing and telling jokes. Because he, too, wants to be a star. Mm. He wants to be a star. He wants to be on the stage. He tells her some humor jokes. Uh, But Sandy starts talking. It's hard to be a star. And, yep, it's time for another song.
0: Before we get to this other song, do you guys remember uh, Ray Stevens, the comedian? Oh, yeah. He had that Pirates of Penzance. Song that he did about I the was just was,
1: thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I
0: was thinking when this I happened.
1: want to sing and dance. dance okay. I want to sing and
2: dance. Yeah. I mean, that would not be out of place at this point. Nope. Not at all. And uh, well, look who it is. It's Ray Stevens. It's right. Ray Stevens. That's me again, Margaret. That's me again. Anyway, <laughs> so if you had Ernest Borgnine and Sandy Duncan sing a song in the sets of Pirates of the Caribbean on your bingo card, you win on this one. Um, (laughs) They do a little number about showbiz Finally a Disney security guard shows up Who, you know, who knows, maybe an actual security guard Says they've been looking for her She tells, you know, she's been kidnapped by a pirate Etc, etc, blah, blah, blah Of course, when they turn around, Borgnine has turned into a dummy By which I mean he's sitting there not moving
0: So weird, (laughs) very today's special
2: moment <laughs> mm. oh man yes beloved mime ernest borgnine <laughs> day special. so the guard like ushers her away like she's like a crazy person and like oh you gotta get out of here it's blah 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 and borgnine looks to the camera and says yes see everybody wants to get in on the
0: act but i'm The applause machine blows a fuse. It's so exciting. A cannon should have blown him up right then. That would have been good. (laughs) 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 He like skewers him right through the chest. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like
2: the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when the guy explodes. That that kind of effect. (laughs) Oh, so now we find ourselves in the old one-of-a-kind shop where Sandy's looking at a shawl. Uh, which she assumes belonged to some quote spicy Creole
0: lady. Eesh. Mm. Come on, man!
2: <laughs> we hear a blaze
0: of trumpets Trying to enjoy outside. this footage of the one of a kind of shot, man. <laughs> I know it's like just
2: just shut up. Let us enjoy this <laughs> trip down memory lane. Uh, there's a blaze of trumpets outside, and of course, of course, it's Doc Severinson sitting up in a windowsill looking down on the court of angels, like Peter Pan or something. I don't know what he's doing up there, but uh, oh. in the blink of an eye, Sandy transforms into a woman who starts doing the sort of sexy time dance.
0: Yeah. We take a real sharp turn
2: here. Yeah. yeah. What jerks
1: the wheel hard here? Yeah. <laughs>
0: and doc is playing fever. Cause he's got, yeah, and fever. I was so excited about doc and, uh, it's just very unfortunate, very unfortunate doc usage. Yeah. Can we talk about his outfit, though? Oh, that's Yeah, I I wrote down that he is... I mean, it's incredible. It looks like he's dressed up as the uh, old flame of the Statue of Liberty's torch. (laughs)
1: Interesting Interesting take.
0: (laughs) He's got giant tassels
2: on. He's got gold lattice. He is... It's like, yeah, lattice fire. Yeah. Yeah. So the lady dancer, she leads Doc out into norland square she dances while he sings uh, she summons a group of shirtless dudes in raggedy pants <laughs> Who do, they do a whole dude. coordinated number while doc plays it's the ron Field dancers <laughs> everybody's got the fever, man in norland square just like that the song's over it's over we're back in Fantasyland. we've got herald trumpeters and they play as loggins and messina come out in royal garb and we've got a comedy bit guys we've Uh, got a comedy bit with loggins and messina we're gonna stretch you guys guys. out Yeah. yeah yeah you got them you got to use them Uh, There's a bit about how they're both Prince Charming and they're both there to wake up Sleeping Beauty. And it's like they arguing about who's the real Prince Charming. I got to say, though, weirdly, kind of more funny than any of the professional actors who appear in the show. I thought, I mean, they're clearly not. I mean, they're not comedians, but. I found them more
0: amusing than the people I was supposed to find amusing. It's just the bit goes on. It's just like, who is writing this? I blame nothing on them. But who is writing right. this? Right. Oh, no, no, not at all. Next, we're going to cut to a Sleeping Beauty bit. They're going to be trying to to kiss Sleeping Beauty. It's going to be great. I just imagine the cigar was unlit and chewed down to a nub. They're both Prince Charming. But which one's the real one? Do you think Kenny Loggins talked Jim Messina into doing this, <laughs> or vice versa? Yeah.
2: I wonder if you went up to Kenny Loggins now and uh, if he would remember this. Oh like, yeah. Hey, remember when you uh, kissed Sleeping Beauty? Uh, they decide that they're going to take turns kissing Sleeping Beauty to see who is the real prince, uh, but she's snoring. And that really puts them off. Like one goes in to kiss her and she snores. He's like, nope. The other one, it's same thing. Same thing. Just as funny. Uh, guys, it's the princess. is Ruth Buzzy. Mm. That's, that's uh. the button. That's the punchline. <sighs> she wakes up. She yells at him to take off because she's trying to get some sleep. But bump <sighs> boom. Yeah. That was like a rejected <sighs> joke from Laugh-In. And scene Yeah, there's a lot of That's the vibe of Very much of this So this May be my favorite part of the show Because it is the most I think it's probably the most ridiculous Uh, Sandy and Lauren Green (laughs) In the primeval (laughs) world diorama With the dinosaurs uh, Singing about taking an old-fashioned walk There's a little song about an old-fashioned walk. So if you've ever wanted to see Admiral Adama singing among the Triceratopses, this is the show for you. They get a lot of mileage out of this gag, man.
0: I kind they, uh, of thought it was funny. I have to say, I kind of yeah. laughed at this one because it was so absurd. It was like a Muppet Show thing instead yes, of a laugh in thing. That's
1: a good point.
0: And uh, I thought the the song, the you know, the song is so innocent and uh, you know enjoyable. And then what's going on in the scene, like the fake cavemen fighting the dinosaurs? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs>
2: Uh, the uh, staging is super weird. I mean, because the necessity of how this place is physically yeah, set why up. Why did
0: they even think about filming in there? I can't I, imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, it's, what is the most difficult place we could film yeah, in this dangerous. entire park? And <laughs> yeah, dangerous. They're so close to those animatronics. I was
1: like, good
2: grief. Yeah. Well, so, and there's like a big drop off behind that set. I'm sure, but yeah, there are people like dressed up, like aside from the dinosaurs, which are always there, there are people dressed up like cavemen in the Brontosaurus scene. The staging is super weird. Uh, Like everybody does a little dance and Sandy and Lorna are in like the far background and all these cavemen are like standing in a pond in the foreground. And, uh, they're kind of, the cavemen are like waltzing in the middle of this pond. And, uh, I, so uh, the Muppet Show is a great, it, this is a Muppet Show vibe. This, this one
0: got me. This I, I laughed at this. And it's surprising <laughs> that I did this late in the uh, painful special, but I thought it was pretty yeah. funny.
2: Uh, everything wraps up underneath the T-Rex, where Sandy gets knocked on the head by a caveman and is abducted. And Lauren just walks off hand in hand with another caveman.
0: <laughs> Lauren, man, what is Lauren doing for his career with this special?
2: I don't know. How much money did they throw at Lauren f- for
0: this? He's a favor to a friend, maybe? I don't know. I just see him like sitting well, in one of those sort of well. like, director's
2: chairs, reading a script, just <laughs> busting out laughing.
0: Like, I would like to be amusing hilarious. today. Yes. Oh, I see the humor here.
2: <laughs> I always enjoy a little levity down on the Ponderosa. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah that that was my favorite like vignette of this whole thing uh, unlike this one uh we've got ruth buzzy harassing ted knight oh god no <laughs> they're supposed to be a married couple and you know how him these men be nowadays you know how women be henpecked. shades the of masketeers at disney world again oh Ooh, yeah wow. super uncomfortable uh, she's like berating him for like everything about his existence and talking about how, you know, they're in King Arthur's court, which they're not uh, BTW says uh, he would never have survived back in those days because you had to have stamina and fortitude and courage to get by. And all he has is heartburn. And uh, she goes on a riff about how he should be president of his company by now, but he can't ask his boss for a raise and, Like, the boss is his dad, and yada, yada, yada. And she's just, like, going... She goes on for, like, what feels like 15 minutes, just chewing him out. But (laughs) as she berates him, he finds Excalibur stuck in, like, a prop rock, pulls it out, the sword from the stone, and starts sword fighting with a bunch of, like, musketeer-type dudes that show up. So... She's talking and talking and talking while he just goes on, like, a killing spree, killing all these people. And, uh, like, he's got his, like, camera, his tourist camera. So, he's taking, like, photos of their bodies. And, like, he does, like, an Errol Flynn laugh and swings his sword through the air. And I got to say, this gag, this skit gag is terrible. But Ted Knight is kind of killing it and they're posing for pictures right he will like yeah. pose
0: and then he stabs them <laughs>
2: yeah yeah and like he's he like saves like the fair maiden on like the parapet of the castle and takes his like a selfie with her and then throws a the guy off the castle wall into the moat mm. and uh ruth is eating some oh she's eating chicken for some reason she's like decided to sit down and eat some like chicken yeah while he's as doing you, all this as stuff. you do yeah uh finally he comes back he's like i saved all of england and but she just keeps nagging him and uh eats a banana the end oh, god get me out of here Ted Knight decided to have some fun though and i appreciated that he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do something anyway we're back out in the plaza mickey's putting sandy aboard a horse buggy and she starts singing a song about how he touched her and so on and so forth.
0: <laughs> uh, so I put, he touched me in front of the electric parade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's feeling a glow.
2: Uh, <sighs> she felt a glow when he touched her. And uh, yeah, then the uh, she's heading down Main Street in the back of the buggy as huge crowds of people watch and so she's singing He Touched Me like a dozen <laughs> times while the Main Street Electrical Parade appears behind her. Yeah. Uh, and then she
0: starts doing kind of a little interpretive dance while the parade circles around her. Early days of the Main Street Electrical Parade, by the way. Very yeah, early. it is uh, some really interesting footage of some of the early floats that they don't have anymore. So That, now was that Chinese dragon in the small world float, which I don't know why they don't have everywhere that I know, it's cool. It's a good good unit.
2: So she keeps singing about he touched me, and he touched me, and he touched me, and how he touched me. Eventually, it summons the fireworks, all this touching, which are superimposed over That's the so st- image of her standing <laughs> yes. on Main Street.
1: They couldn't time it up right now. Huh? They had to do superimposed fireworks. It couldn't uh-huh.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a glamour shot fade in. <laughs> so we take a break for commercial, come back. Sandy's talking about what a good time she had tonight. She thanks the guests. She thanks McDonald's. She thanks the viewers. Uh, we get a reprise of the song with which she started off the episode uh, with her boldly assuming that 200 million people are watching.
1: What?
0: Is that real?
2: <sighs> Never have 200 million people been so in love. Uh, I, I mean, I guess there wasn't a lot to do back in
0: 1974. You only yes, had like four three. channels to pick yeah, from. That's right. Yeah. How hot do you think those lights were, Robert?
1: Uh, I, I would venture to guess that that she was pretty miserable there. I mean, yeah. not, all, <laughs> all of this, I kept thinking that because these cameras are not low light cameras back then. Right. And so they yeah. had to blow up everything. You
0: can see. Mean, even, <laughs> the,
1: even the stuff in the daytime. I mean, I bet they had just huge lights out, like on the Columbia and stuff. But.
2: Suck it up, Sandy. Get back on set. Anyway, she bids us good night, and away we go to credits. Hugh.
1: Let's take an old-fashioned walk. I'm just bursting with talk. What a tale could be told if we went for an old-fashioned walk.
0: How we feeling?
1: I was relieved.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I was definitely relieved. I was like, Oh man, there's a big a big number at the end and that's it. There's no more new thing to prepare for. Thank God. I think what this
1: was missing was maybe a sponsor like like they did with um, the craft stuff. I mean I think it needed like a tie into oh, yeah. a yeah to a product
0: yeah. line. Well, I mean they should have just gone into the McDonalds product line. I would have been way into that. I mean, what was McDonalds doing at this point?
1: Sandy needs to be woofing down on a Big Mac there. That good. Or Ronald McDonald show up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking. The, but the the uh, weird the creed, weird early really one. Yeah. Who's yeah, yeah. right. that guy? What am I thinking of his name? Willard oh, Scott. Scott. Willard think, yeah. Scott. The Willard Scott, Willard Scott, Scott one. one. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was trying to <laughs> think. Son of Sam time. one.
1: Yeah,
2: that one. <laughs> yes.
1: That
2: <laughs> would fit. Or just get uh, Logins and Messina to uh, dress up as. It's Ronald McDonald. Oh, yeah,
0: Borgnine. He could have gotten him to try it. It seems like Borgnine was really willing to do whatever it took. So yeah. Borgnine, apparently, yeah, just uh, just Charlie up for was anything.
1: The King of Kings. I, he I think was they was the son yeah. of God. I think, I think they paid the Borgnine
0: with like food. They're like, All right, we'll feed you dinner if you show up. He's like, I'm there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always loved the pirates when I was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, Ernie. What was Lauren Green doing, man? Gosh, so many questions. I'm, I'm left with more questions than answers. Why? I mean, Sandy Duncan clearly talented. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I think her dancing, especially, very talented. Uh, but why the act of the ditzy thing? I mean, this was such know. a thing of the time. I don't understand.
1: I don't either. I was I so don't confused about the whole well the whole thing. I mean, but yeah.
0: Did you know Sandy Duncan was blind in her left eye? I did yeah. remember that. That was yeah. like a meme of our childhood. The yeah. yeah. It's a it's a
2: fake eye, isn't it?
0: And it's yeah, not it's a, fake a glass eye. eye. No, no, oh, no. Oh, that that yeah. was the meme. That was wow. always the joke, right? The meme was wrong. And, but yeah. uh, be- because her eye tracked normally with her other eye, they never replaced it. And so she was just blind. Interesting. I hope I wasn't being insensitive with the facial expression remark, but I don't think I think she was doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: I, I the, the did see thing really does does not age well but like you said i didn't realize she was a dancer and was pretty impressed by that yeah yeah very, very
0: especially talented. i mean it, when it took that turn with the jazz trumpet and the fever and all that i was i was like well, this is a side i've never knew sandy had uh she no. really was very dancing you know, with very shirtless men yeah no, why were the funny. guys shirtless what uh why were they I'm never like, going to see New Orleans Square the same way again. <laughs> There's like.
1: some, <laughs> some hairy men, too. They were. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: They had to be. That's central casting back then. That's
1: central casting in the 70s. Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: You're like, I'm really worried about where they got those
2: guys back in That's the day. The Ron
1: you know. Field dancers, I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> I uh, needed more Doc, I got to say. Needed more then.
0: Yeah. Except... He was so flashy. I don't know. He was such
2: a wacky guy, though. I'm surprised he didn't have, like, lines to do.
0: He should have done something more wacky, yes, instead of, like, uh, the Doc Facilier character. I don't know. Burning passion. Or, you know, or or at least done, like, a Harpo Marx kind of thing, where every time he talked, it was always a a trumpet or something. (laughs) That would have been great. Yeah. (laughs) Underutilized, along with, you know, the Jacksons. Yeah. i'll tell you who got utilized was loggins and messina though they were right on time that was a star rising many facets (laughs) the many facets of loggins and messina they left and they were like maybe we should write a song about Pooh corner man that was really great it's kind of like the uh the after effects of sandy and disneyland michael jackson took the seven dwarfs to a fountain (laughs)
1: loggins and
0: messina wrote welcome to Pooh corner it's It's all connected big special Yeah. Yeah. Well, with
2: that in our back pocket, what are we, what do we have to look forward to next, Robert?
1: So what we got coming up next is Andy, who is the sits atop the mountain of presentations here. I regret my choice. (laughs) 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 Um, I haven't been looking at the numbers, uh, (sighs) but um, we'll see if uh, Andy can, uh, Andy, do you want to give us a little teaser or do you want to just come in cold next? uh I
0: I think we're going to come in cold. I think I want to. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away. Yep.
1: Okay. So who knows what Andy's going to do?
0: I feel like we're corrupting Andy though. I feel like there were a few moments tonight where Andy was like, Hey, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. (laughs) And I'm concerned about you, Andy. What's (laughs) happened to you? It feels like Have a dark. Ruined? There's a darkness <laughs> growing in me. That's
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know what to think anymore. This <laughs> just wrapping. Maybe that was good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was good
2: after all. You know,
0: no, I'll give it another shot. Did I like that? <laughs> give into your know. anger, Andy. Give into it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, as uh, Anakin says, I'm being torn apart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: being torn apart. Well, I can't say this is the classiest show we've done, but you know who always brings the class? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? That's right. Todd Naprick. Todd Naprick. Classy and sassy, they call him. Always bringing the <laughs> upper crust touch to all your graphics needs. He'll... Bring your website class. Class coming out of your eyeballs. In fact, he's so classy, the Jackson 5 wrote a little song about him, and this is how it goes. I am the very model of a modern illustrator, making graphics for your website even just a piece of paper. (laughs) I know my way around Adobe, and my font works irreproachable. My knowledge of your graphics needs is simply inexhaustible. (laughs) I'm your one-stop shop for everything that's graphical and visual. My clients say my work is simply stunning and impeccable. Please find my site, and we'll talk all about the art of kerning. B-Y-D-A-N-D graphics are on Upwork. You can find me.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my
1: gosh.
0: (laughs) We have a new winner.
1: <laughs> Did it in one <laughs>
0: <laughs> boom amazing. we have a new winner <laughs> well uh I can, Wow I don't think I can top that one now. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> well that's the end of the trail for Sandy and us today. Any parting
0: thoughts, gentlemen? <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just stunned, buddy. I mean that was making it all away for me. It's wiped all my tears away. <laughs> It was worth it just for that. It was. It was
2: all oh, worth it. that's why they pay me the big bucks, y'all. You know? That's just <laughs> all I got to say. Well, we'll be back next time to wrap up our summer series with Heaven Only Knows What. But uh, from all of us to all of you, have a great day, and we'll see you next time. How we How Medfield College of Technology And while we hold your banner high Ha, ha, we shout your praises to the sky Ha, ha, proud are we a mighty Medfield